Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming up on NBA Today, there were some huge games last night. What Donovan Mitchell did to outdo Giannis and why last year's teams are slumping, we're going to explain. Plus, speaking of big performances, fresh off his career night, Raptors star Pascal Siakam, he joins the show. We ask him why the Toronto is being slept on in the East. And I sat down with John Morant to discuss his Christmas Day debut. He also tells me there's only one team that he's worried about. All that and more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Malika Andrews, alongside my sis, Janae. We're holding it down yes, in the studio, but don't worry. We also have Brian Windhorst, Vince Carter, Kendrick Perkins. They are stopping by to help us break down all of last night's action. So let's get straight to it. Gentlemen, hello. Let's kick it off with some of the best performances from the night. And we got to start with spicy. Absolutely. Pascal Siakam, he poured in a career-high 52 points in the world's most famous arena. He became the fifth Raptor to score 50. He's going to join us, like I mentioned, in a bit. But, Perk, what do you have to say about him now? None. He getting to work. Look, I've been a fan of Spicy Pete. I mean, he is in his bag right now. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And for some reason, everybody rides to the occasion when they play in Madison Square Garden. There's something about that arena, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the rats. It's when the lights are the brightest. All right, let's go on to the Bulls. They've won consecutive road <laughs> games for the first time this season after Ayo DeSumo made his first career buzzer beater to beat the Hawks. That's despite 34 from Trey Young. But watch John Collins here. He gets stuck under a dog pile. Vince, your reaction to this? I feel bad for my guy JC down there, man. Look at this. You fall down, you think, man, we just lost. The next thing you know, the entire Bull squad is on there, on top of you trying to get out of there, man. Uh, hey, the Hawks have some, some, some soul searching to do right now to get things back together. Well, and then the Sixers, they won their sixth straight game, blowing out the Pistons. Joel Embiid went for 22-10-6, is now averaging 34 points, nearly 11 boards per game during the streak. Brian, Philly, starting to figure it out a little bit here? Well, they've benefited from a favorable part of their schedule, but they're winning the games. And Malika, over the last month, they've been the best defensive team in the league. De'Anthony Melton, the guy that they picked up in the offseason as a bench player, has been really valuable as a starter defensively while Tyrese Maxey and then James Harden were down. So it's actually been a good turn of events for them to have him defensively. Right, but here's the deal. Joel Embiid, he's been on a tear. Possibly two of the best players in the East have been Donovan Mitchell and Giannis Attentacumpo. The Cavs, they visited superfan Mick before for the game. Mick said he was ready to go if they needed him against Giannis. He thanks everyone for bringing so much joy to our guy. That's wonderful. I love to see that. Let's pick it up. The game action here. Donovan Mitchell, he would make Mick proud, Janae. My goodness, watch him stop on the dime, knock down the three between the legs. Hold up. Wait a minute. Cash money. Hey. All right. <laughs> and then this is the end of the third quarter here. Donovan Mitchell hits this huge three off the backboard. Level of difficulty. But then, um, Drew Holiday, do you have anything to say about that? Oh, 
All you can do. Wells I mean, Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, hey, which one? Even Donovan Mitchell is laughing at that. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> Get your bag. All right, in the fourth quarter here, Drew Holiday finds Giannis Antetokounmpo. No one can stop that. Yep. In the NBA, no one can stop that. Watch this. With the left, his extension, his finish, it's just beautiful. Full steam ahead. Giannis once again backing down Jared Allen. Okay. Mitty. <laughs> Hit him with the Mitty. Got the friendly roll on that one. The, the Bucks would cut into the Cavs' lead here. Grayson Allen looking. Huge stop there from Donovan Mitchell going on to a jump ball. The Cavs win this one. And here's Mick's reaction after the game. Why are you so excited? Why are you so excited? <laughs> Cavs won. Cavs win. For you. For me. I love them. I mean, you just you can't help but smile. I love that so much. And just a, a snapshot of how truly special sports can be. Yep. On the court, though, Mitchell, I mean, he's been special since arriving in Cleveland, right? He's been bringing smiles to all Cavs fans, mm -hmm. especially averaging 30 points on basically 50, 40, 90 splits. It's been insane. What stood out to you most about his play? Well, first, I'll like to say this because we are in the holiday spirit. Should and I break you, it down? You are in the oh, holiday spirit. That's my holiday thing. Come on, we got to um, a spin. Malika. Oh, a spin? Here's yeah. a spin. Okay. Hey. Malika, how about this? If you're thinking about a Christmas gift, maybe you should give out a Spider Man. <laughs> because so far this season, he has been saving the day at least for the Cavaliers, right? But here's what you actually need to know. How good has Donovan Mitchell been for the Cavs? He scored at least 30 points in 16 of his 29 games this season. The only other player with more over their first 30 games with a new team, Wilt Chamberlain. Ooh. Wilt, Wilt comps are always interesting, so let's just dive into this. Yes, please. So let's break it all down. If you think about this right here, but first, let me tell you, Don had 34 out of his 36 points in the half court. Very rare you can find someone that can get you a bucket no matter what the possession, no matter what the clock looks like. So when we start this play, you're gonna see this right here. There's gonna be a pick and roll. And this pick and roll, normally you get a switch. It's not normal for that switch to be one Giannis Antetokounmpo. So on this play, Don was in his bag. Who's guarding him? This right here, two-time defensive player of the year. This right here, four-time all-defensive. And don't sleep on the help side right here. The help side, Brooke Lopez right now is Caesar Sportsbook favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. But what does Don want? He's so smart. He wants to attack this open gap. He doesn't care he's going at. He's on a roll, and you'll see right here. Takes the contact, finishes. Watch Brooke come in late, bam. Still able to finish with the left. Don has been in his bag. But I want to talk to you a little bit more about, like that's the paint scoring. Let's talk about the three. He's third in the NBA in threes off of the dribble. And this is one area, especially this is going to be a reject the screen series. Watch him reject the screen with a quick in and out. Then watch this drag back on a dime. All he needed was a screen, created space. You got to send a double. This one here, though, coming up, this reject the screen series, when you see him get to the mid range, that's because one, watch this coming up. He sees the help defender. And the help defender here, once again, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So maybe you don't want to get all the way to the rim because before Giannis was up on the perimeter defensively, now he's back. So what do you do? With two on him, hits the mid-range. The big difference between last year and this year with the Cavaliers is that now they have someone that can get you a bucket no matter what, and that's why they've been one of the best teams so far this season. So pay 
people. Make sure you go and get your Spider-Man gift. It's going to be a win-win for everybody. Pew, pew, pew. All right, the Cavs, they're only one game back now of Milwaukee and a half a game behind the Celtics. The Celtics, they've been struggling a little bit lately, Chanae. They've dropped three straight at home after last night's game against the Pacers. We're going to take you there now. It just, it hasn't been pretty. They were rolling early, and it's kind of come to a screeching halt. You can see the Celtics, Jason Tatum there. We're picking this up in the second quarter. The Celtics down 27 at this point, and the boos, they were coming out in Boston. First time for Joe to hear this. So the Celtics, they trailed by 28 at the half today. But Jason Tatum, they, he did get him back in it a little bit. Yeah, if you think about it, okay, they're losing, but those, their Ooh. stars are producing. And what? Get off me, bro. Right-handed dunk. He's been averaging 30 points still, but they have not translated to wins. Same numbers for uh, Jalen Brown. So you just sort of wonder what's going wrong for them. Their offense is just a little bit more disjointed than usual. Well, Tatum had 15 in the third. Got to guard him, y'all. Fourth quarter, Celtics down 10. Tatum hits a three to cut the lead to signal digits. He would finish, as you mentioned, with 41 points. Chip. There you go, that part. I mean, I think these guys are so good that they're going to get their numbers, but they don't want to settle into, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one play. But look at this. The Pacers, you cannot sleep on them. Mm -mm. And you can't sleep on that guy either. You cannot sleep on Tyrese Halliburton. He had 33 points, eight assists. The Pacers, they would go on to win this one, 117-112. Take a listen to Jason Tatum after the game. We just got to regroup. We got to get back to, we got to learn how to, how to win again. You know, I think it's not as simple as that, but, you know, we got to get back to having fun. You know, basketball is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be loose. You know, it's supposed to be competitive, but we just having a tough stretch. You know, I've had a tough stretch every year since I've been in the NBA, and this is no different. But, you know, we got, we got to figure it out. We got to regroup. We got to get back on track, um, essentially. All right, we don't want to be too much of a prisoner of the moment here. The Celtics, though, they rolled through their first 26 games, going a league-best 21-5 and with an offensive efficiency of almost 120, and that was on pace to be the best in at least 25 seasons. But since then, they've lost five of six. Their offense has just cratered to last in the league, and that's during this stretch. So, Perk, give me a diagnosis here. These are your guys. What's going on in Boston? Selfish basketball. Selfish ba basketball, no sense of urgency. They started off the season, and all, they looked like a team. They looked like the best team in basketball. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start hearing the praise of Jason Tatum being the MVP frontrunner. You start to hear the praise of Jalen Brown, you know, uh, emerges of being a, uh, uh, in the same conversation as, uh, as all the other young superstars. And all of a sudden, they stop playing agenda-free basketball and start worrying about their individual goals. And now this is why you see the Celtics offense begin to come stagnant. You don't see guys making the extra pass or the hockey assist, the pass that's going to lead to the bucket. You don't see the other role players being involved. Last night I looked at their shot chart and Jason Tatum, 20-plus shot attempts. Jalen Brown, 20-plus shot attempts. The other, the other, other, the only other player that had 10-plus uh, shot attempts was Malcolm Brogdon. Like, you're not going to win that way. And so when you come out with your hidden agendas, you're gonna, it's going to result in losses. And so the fans booed them because they don't see the sense of, sense of urgency, especially on the defensive end. Brian, what are you seeing here? Yeah, so you're 
Malika, their offense hasn't been the same. You know, they, they kind of got away with it at the end of their West Coast trip when they got that win over the Lakers. This really, by all rights, should be a six-game losing streak. Mm. And I think when they came home to a seven-game homestand, which is what they're on right now, I think they definitely dropped their guard. They didn't come off that road trip thinking that they had to tighten up. They came off that road trip and relaxed. And so that is not something that you want to see from a championship-level team. Now, I also will point out a couple of things. One, all of their guys were shooting like the career-best numbers down the line, whether it was from the foul line, Mm. the three-point line. Some of this was they just cooled off a little bit, which is natural. They were playing the number one offense in the history of the NBA. Some of it's coming back. The other thing is, in the second half last night, they did look more like themselves. And that could be the beginning of some momentum. And the one thing they've got going for them, they got a huge game on Sunday. Uh, and to me, it's the, it's the centerpiece game of the day. Mm. They should not have a problem getting up for that one with Giannis coming in for the premier Christmas Day game. So I will look forward to them having a bounce-back weekend. Well, they, they have to face the Timberwolves tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern before then. And then, yes, we get to that enormous matchup on Christmas Day. Thank you for reminding me of that, Brian. I'm so excited for that game. And speaking of Christmas, still to come on NBA Today, my sit-down with Grizzlies star John Morant. Hear what he had to say about his rematch against the Warriors that is coming on Christmas. That's going to be a fun one. Plus, we're staying on theme. Vince Carter, where are we going? We're headed to the upper room, baby. It's a very special Christmas edition with our favorite dunks on the holiday. And we just talked about his career night. So it's only right that Pascal Siakam, he's joining the show live, fresh off his 52-point performance. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Do you have what it takes to enter the upper room? Show me what you got. Half man, half amazing hunter. Oh! Welcome to the upper room. Adetta Kimbo whacked out of floor. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. It's over. All right, Hanukkah's already rolling. It is almost Christmas, so we have a very special edition of what, Vince Carter? 
the upper room, baby. Heck Let's yeah. go. That's where we're going. All right, a quick, quick reminder. This is how this works. Okay. We are going to present the best dunk specifically on Christmas Day to one Mr. Vince Carter. And he will choose one and only one that will be graced with the velvet ropes opening. And we are headed to the upper room. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Let's get it. Janae. Get us started, what you got? So I love all of Kobe's dunks on Christmas Day. I'm going with Kobe Bryant in 2007. Mm. I present my nomination to one. The reverse? Miss yeah. Uh, yo, that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Classic. Ho, ho, yes, classic. Ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> He's, he says it's Look classic. At me, Vince, I'm, I'm not. He doesn't seem too impressed I, You today. don't seem excited about mine. I'm done. I'm out. All right. Come on, Vince. No. Kobe Bryant. That was, with you. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty I've good. Got a, I've got a deeper cut for you, Vince. Let's go to 21-year-old Kobe when he posterizes Jared Jackson Sr. Come on. Y'all remember this. This was my number one take. Mm. This is your number one take? <laughs> this was my I do, for sure. Faster. Mm. Wait wouldn't. for it. I... Watch out. Oh, put the kids to Lean bed. with it. <laughs> I mean, with hair, Kobe? Come on Lean now. With it. Come on now. He definitely went Ric Flair right, real quick. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the hand injury. I'm sorry. Mm. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. That's mushroom for no, Kobe, I appreciate too. you. He's had mushroom. <laughs> All right, Brian, can you beat that? I'm going for the leader. I don't know. I, this was a game I was at in 2012. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. You know how many times I had to eat at Ooh. Denny's on Christmas Day in L.A.? <laughs> Come on, for my <laughs> suffering that I had to eat at Denny's. Oh, that was nice. How many times Dwayne to oh. LeBron? Off the glass? Look at that. But it's, mean, not, it's, just not, it's not off the glass. Look how you're catching that. The passes. Mm. Oh. You did that. Oh, my goodness. Mine didn't get a Santa Claus. It didn't. I kind of feel so. a little bit win. offended. Yeah. All right, Perk, you get the final pick. Mm. You and me are tied right now on the leaderboard. Who you got? Lo hey, Perk, well, wait, wait. Perk, you Usually can't pick the I'm Memphis Grizzlies this time. You can't take, yeah, the Grizzlies never played on Christmas, oh, so it's I'm not, not Josh. Who is it? So, so, so usually I'm talking about popping bottles and being a regular in the, in, in the room and spending money. But you are. Malika had Kobe, Shanae had Kobe, uh, uh, Brian had uh, LeBron James, and I get stuck with Richard Jefferson. This is the upper room. <laughs> I'm putting him in the lower room. I will not sit up here and campaign. Wait. For him to even win. He is not my nominee. Oh. I'm going against the grain and tell you Ooh. why. Wait. Tell you why he shouldn't be there. <laughs> that was that was okay. okay. That was a fingertip dunk. It wasn't all that. Okay, mm. at the end of the day, listen, oh uh, yeah, he caught somebody slipping on the on the drop step, but we talking about Kobe, Kobe, and Braun. He shouldn't even be in this conversation for Christmas Day. And I don't want you to be biased. No, I do not want him to win. I don't care about leading. I would not go out on the limb over my dead body and nominate Richard Jefferson. I will not. But I think you just did. Right? Low key. So Vince, we got Kobe. We have Kobe, the late great. We have LeBron and Richard Jefferson. And that's, that's it. That's it. Richard Jefferson, I guess, doesn't count because, <laughs> yeah, he said it. So we always talk about levels. I mean, yeah. look at the dunk. Kobe's dunks were great. <laughs> but I'm going to have to open the Velvet Rose for a Christmas edition to Mr. LeBron James. What? Wendy. Wow. Get you a win yeah. today, 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Stars in our stocking. MVPs fill the tree. St. Nick's and Kings. Reindeer in flight. The NBA on Christmas Day. Flying dunks, seemingly impossible finishes, a little bit of dancing here, a little bit of trash talk there. That's what fans have come to love and expect, right, from John ja Moran. He wears his heart on his shooting sleeve and he leaves it all out on the floor. And I've had the privilege of sitting down with Ja several times. And what I've come to appreciate about him is the confidence that he exudes, the joy that he brings to the game. So I flew to Denver to catch up with him this week, and he told me that even still, sometimes he has to marvel at some of the things he's able to do on the floor. Like, yo, I, I, me, I really did that? And some, they might take that as cocky, but to me, it felt like someone who just plays with a lot of pride and pure delight. And on Christmas Day, the full Ja Grizzlies experience, it's going to be on display. Ja Moran has told us plenty of times, I want to be the best. Matter of fact, he references himself as him. Jaw, for the first time in franchise history, the Memphis Grizzlies are playing on Christmas Day. And I have to believe that it's partly you and partly your stardom that has catapulted you all to that spot. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. You know, obviously, you know, being a kid, big basketball fan, you know, you grew up watching those Christmas Day games. And, you know, now I actually have, you know, a chance to play in it and 
Also, um, you know, me and my teammates, you know, making it the first time, you know, in franchise history to play on that day is even more special. You're facing Golden State, which is the team that eliminated you in the playoffs last year. What do you think about when you think about this game? Is it circled extra because of that? You know, definitely it's, it's circled. You know, obviously it's the team that kick us out of the playoffs. So, you know, we always want to, you know, get our leg back. Everybody knows, you know, what Golden State means to the game of basketball. You know, this last couple years and, you know, they're defending champs. So regardless of, you know, uh, their record, you know, they're still one of the top teams in this league and, you know, can get going, you know, pretty fast. So we're wishing everybody to, you know, a, a speedy recovery and, you know, after that, a healthy season. So Strength in numbers? <laughs> strength in numbers, I guess. And uh, I, I ain't with the strength in numbers. I'm Grizz next gen. <laughs> Levitation Deluxe. He is worth every penny. The young fella is having fun. Who do you look at around the league as you're studying and say, we're going to have to run through them? Celtics. No one in the West. Nah, I'm fine in the West. This was wild to me. Your big three, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., yourself. You've played exactly zero minutes together this season. What does that say about this group? Just, you know, how deep of a team we are. Everybody pretty much, you know, just buying into the culture and we just got great, you know, good care to guys, you know, guys who are very unselfish and, you know, um, appreciate and, you know, love being around each other. And the interviews, I feel like it, it made us, you know, come even closer, you know. It's now got to the point where it's weird if you have an interview and nobody come in. And I just recently had one and Tyus came and nobody else was there. Me and Tyus went in the locker room and Tyus was like, hey, where y'all was? And they were like, man, we was looking for you. And he like, well, I was in 12 interviews, nobody was with me. So now it's, you know, a thing for us and, you know, we just keep it going. Morant in transition. Oh, John Morant! Is there someone left that you think, oh yeah, I want to dunk on that person? Everybody. Everybody who's on the list in front of me and, you know, best players in the league. Ja, when you are looking to balance both being a dad to Kari, who comes to your games, but also saying, can you come to my recitals? What is that like for you? Um, I feel like that's more important to me than, you know, being out there on the floor, um, you know, being a father first. Um, Kari is the reason, you know, I wake up and, you know, go and do what I do. And, you know, being a dad, I feel like it's, you know, the greatest thing in the world. You know, I absolutely love her and, you know, I do whatever. You know, I can to, you know, keep a smile on her face, you know, regardless. And, you know, going to her first recital, you probably would have thought, like, I was in the recital, you know. I was just nervous, you know. I finally walked in and just was smiling. And when I seen her, you know, get on the stage, it was even better. Like, I, I didn't know how to react. I couldn't pull out my phone. I was just watching. Like, I just was too too much in the moment. Um, but, you know, afterwards getting to see her, she ran up, gave me a hug. Um, you know, I knew she was excited. You know, I was able to be there. And I know she understands, you know, that I play basketball and I travel, I be on the road, but I know, you know, her seeing me there, you know, meant a lot to her. And it definitely did for me too. Ja, thank you so much uh, for that conversation. We will have more from Ja Morant tomorrow right here on NBA Today. But Ja and the Grizzlies, they're back in action tomorrow night against the Suns. That's right here on ESPN. But all eyes, right? They're on Memphis and Golden State Christmas Day. I asked Ja about that matchup, and he said it is always a dog fight mm -hmm. when these two teams get in the gym <laughs> together. So speaking of the Warriors, it was not much of a dog fight when Ooh. they took on Brooklyn. We're going to take you there because, I mean, 
the road woes continue and Kevin Durant continues to ball out of control. He's been electric this season. I mean, having a career year, three point a little down, but nonetheless, he's a walking bucket. Still shooting near 60% over the last six games. That's oh, insane. I got more numbers for you later on. Oh, I know you do, but watch this. <laughs> Goggles, Goggles steps onto the court, gets a technical foul for this, Janae. His tax are starting to add up. He's at 10. If he gets to 15, we're looking at a suspension. So oh, he's going to be all right. He won't get five We don't want to see that. No. Claxton. Range. Ooh, to Kevin Durant once again. Kyrie Irving didn't play in this one. He is enjoying the show. Picking it up here in the third quarter. I mean, this is just the wheels falling I said off. it before. That's where he's lethal, that mid-range, turnaround, blind side. And I say blind because no, you don't see the basket when you turn around and knocks it down. And the Nets were up by 35 at that point. Durant, 23.7 oh, rebounds, is. five assists. Here is Steve <laughs> Don't Kerr get another tag. After the game. <laughs> Right now, we're, um, you know, at that point that um, pretty much everybody goes through uh, during an 82-game season, you know, um, most teams anyway, where you sort of hit, hit rock bottom and, you know, injuries, whatever it is, uh, you know, schedule, uh, fatigue, um, you, and you, you take it on the chin. And so the whole key is how do you respond to that? And I have no doubt our guys will respond. Um, as Bill Parcells said, you, you know, you are what your record says you are, so a bad road trip and uh, we are 15 and 18 so we're a below 500 team and we gotta gotta find a way to to reverse that all right back here with the full panel friends the net scored 91 points in the first half and we just heard from Steve Kerr, the warriors they, they feel like they've hit rock bottom a little bit here perk how much blame are you putting on steve we saw your tweet last night uh, i'm putting 70% on them. And look, I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about, you know, every team goes through this because every team has been battling through injuries. And you know what the great coaches do? They find a way to put guys in position to be successful. Okay, let me read something to you guys right now. With Steph Curry in the lineup as Steve Kerr as the head coach, the Warriors are 393 and 123. Without Steph, 51, 51 wins, 95 losses. And look, I understand, you're going to get your behind whooped at times. You're going to lose games. But in back-to-back -back games, you get beat by 30-plus. That means that you're not getting the best out of your players. I'm not asking you to win. I'm just asking your players to go out there and compete. Give yourself a chance to win the game. Like, this is unacceptable. And mm. I said this again. I said this time and time again. Since the start of the season, this is going to be Steve Kerr's biggest challenge since taking over and being the head coach of the Golden State Warriors because he got to find a way to get the best out of James Wiseman. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Now I need to see what kind of schemes and what kind of adjustments he can make when you don't have Steph Curry, a generational talent, to bail you out of games with his, his heroic performances. Well, Brian, when I mentioned that 91-point first half, you started shaking your head. Your thoughts here? Well, I can't put too much emphasis on last night's game. They're missing five guys. Last game of a long road trip on the second night of a back-to-back. Clay Thompson sat it out as well. Um, and that, that record that Perk brought up is a relevant point, although part of a big chunk of that was that season where they kind of 
tanked it without Clay, and, and Steph missed the whole year, and that inflated that number. But if your point is that they have not been able to withstand Steph not being there, that's a fair point. That's a fair challenge to Steve Kerr. And it's fair to say that maybe that they need to alter their strategies without Steph because what they have done hasn't worked. Now, Andrew Wiggins should be coming back soon. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, will be back, uh, obviously, when he's, when he's not in a back-to-back situation. In theory, they should be able to be able to withstand a little bit more. But ultimately, they are not going to be a championship team without Steph Curry. So mm. regardless of what happens in this next month, what's most important is that when Steph gets back, that they're not too far out of position to recover. And I think that's something that they can do. They can stay afloat and get in position because the Western Conference is not that fierce. Yeah. You're not going to have to win 52 games to get into the playoffs. Okay, so let's go to the other side of this because the Nets, we, we talked about them plenty early on in the season when they were struggling. Now, don't look, but they've won seven straight games. Vince, do you think this is sustainable for mm-hmm. them? It's definitely sustainable uh, if they stay and remain healthy. The one thing I like about what we're seeing about the Nets are is that they're understanding who they are, who is the go-to guy, and everybody has fallen in line with their role on offensive end, that is. Because at one point, we were just wondering, it's just like guys going everywhere, didn't know where they're going to get their shooting from, whatever. Now, on the defensive end is where they've made strides. I mean, Kevin Durant is ninth with, <laughs> in the NBA in block shots. You know, so everybody has responded and answered the call defensively. And sometimes when you get a new coach, you go through the honeymoon stage where it's all gravy. Every day it sounds mm-hmm. great. Everybody's everybody's enjoying it. New coach, new sound, new voice in the locker room, even though he's been there. But they've figured out how they want to play post honeymoon stage, which is important because it's like, okay, everything's great. Yep. Everything's great. This is what I'm supposed to do. And everybody is bought in. And now you're seeing a, a well-coached, Great playing, yeah. good-looking basketball team right now. Sine, you get one number. You gotta go. I have so many great numbers, but one. I'll pick one. KD right now, give the man his flowers and put respect on his game. He is shooting in this last 12-game span where they went 11-1, and one, mm-hmm. 62-43-95 splits. There you go. All right, guess who's coming up next? What's going on, everyone? It's Einer Banks. And Bank Raw Hayden. And this is the official NBA on ESPN Christmas Day theme song, Courtside. Let's get it. You know every day I'm ballin' like it's Christmas I be on my grizzly like I'm jawed down in Memphis I got the game plan and you know I don't switch 48 fans make a shoot and I don't miss It's the NBA on Christmas Day I'ma take my shot and make it You're watching NBA Today Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook NBA Christmas Day, five-star studded matchups all day long, beginning at noon on ESPN and ABC. Welcome back to NBA Today, and allow me to introduce the artist behind that Christmas track that you just heard. It is Bankroll Hayden and Einer Banks. Gentlemen, take it away. Flip, flip. You know, every day I'm ballin' like it's Christmas. I be on my grizzly like I'm jaw down in Memphis. I got the game plan and you know I don't switch. Cartier friends making sure that I don't miss. It's the NBA on Christmas Day. I'ma take my shot and make them fade away. Stacking up these wins like I'm LBJ. Splashing with my brothers like I'm Stephen Clay. It's the NBA on Christmas Day. Sitting courtside, I feel like I'm my color play. I sit with some bucks like Giannis, to be honest. You know I'm getting money to the buzzer, they gon' count it. 
So awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for spending a little bit of time Thank with you us for here us. on our show. So let's just start here. This song, it's part of the NBA on ESPN marketing partnership with, that we have with artists who are sort of remixing and recreating existing songs. And this one is special to the NBA on Christmas. So I want to start with you here, Hayden. What made this so special for you? How did this come together? Well, just when I heard I got the opportunity, I was really excited because I've always been a Warriors fan my mm, whole life. I can see so. that. It's big. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, player. yep. Before that was good too. See? Definitely. You're speaking my language since I'm born and raised in Oakland. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about the ukulele. I want to get more into that in just a little bit, but okay. how did that help inspire sort of the rest of the song? I mean, we heard it was going to be an NBA Christmas song, and I right. feel like you can't have an NBA Christmas song without a little bit of ukulele. That's oh. right. You heard it, man. Let's bring some more folks into the party because I want to see if my friends here, Richard Jefferson, Chinea Gumake, Zach Lowe, we got some ukuleles actually in the studio, and I want to see if you can teach them a little bit of this song. What, what are we doing here? Oh, about yeah. about oh, about a swing. Come on in, my friends. No. All right. Not, the fellas. I got the chocolate one. That's right. Yay! Can I do uh, thing where I just stand in the background and don't do anything? I don't know. Like, no, this, is, this is Einer's show. Humming banjo music. No, I didn't. Don't you? No, I didn't. He did not. No, you don't put words in his mouth. Hold on. Don't disrespect me. You literally just lied. All you right. see what we have to deal with. Let's see here. Rich, I have a feeling okay, Janae's going to get this. Yes. So, um, All right. for the faith. what's going on here? <laughs> right here, we got the frets. Follow me along this string. Oh, We're going to go up to the like fifth that. one. Okay. We're going to put one finger down right there. One. On two, that fifth one. Okay. Five. Okay. Okay. The jingle bells. Ready? Okay. I can do okay. it. Okay. So you right, can do it. Right there we go. Like I said, that fourth one. Yeah. Fourth one, fifth one. Right one, in between. So where the dots at. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. This is Ooh. how bands break up. This is how bands break up. <laughs> what do you do? You bop, you bopping like. Oh, she practiced. She got it. Practice. She got it. Okay, they she just lied. handed it to me. No, oh, I stand by Shanae in this one. So but nice, here's you can the do big it twice. Test. Zach, you already got it, right? You're like the lead of the band. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm, I'm going to see if Kendrick Perkins, our friend, oh, came oh, over. Oh, oh, Let's see if he learned anything. I think he got it. That's actually a normal size guitar. Wait, I like his melody though. One more time, Perk. Oh my god. Perk, you're a high bro. I can't read. Perk. That was too. Oh, here. I hate you really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it goes like this. I like that too. I hate you, Rich. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful. That's a I like right. that song. I like that yeah. song. Uh, yeah. You're just showing off. Hate hate you. You. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> let's hear our NBA on Christmas Day song one more time. Let's get it. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Flip, flip. Security sent in my guest. Your shoes, fire. I know, right? I know. Best shoes I've ever seen. <laughs> Give me a 10-day contract, baby. You lucky, you big. What we're going to be? Oh! Oh! oh. oh. Look at that, the LeBron James, the no, beast no. Anthony Davis. This is what Friday night NBA basketball is all about. What? That's what I'm talking about.
Get ready. It's a special Christmas edition of NBA and Stephen A's World Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN2. Don't miss it. The Sixers take on Stephen A's Knicks. And speaking of the Knicks, they had their hands full last night. Something that has not been a problem is Pascal Siakam. Pascal spin move. How pretty is that? The last 10 for the Raptors. He's stealing Matty D's rolling. Now drives, goes inside, left hand and flips it up and in. What a shot. Pascal feeling it on the big stage. Siakam with 52. Five Raptors to score 50 or better. And here he is, Pascal Siakam. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on NBA Today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, of course. I mean, after a night like you had, we had to have you on the show. You became the first player to have 50 points in that arena, in Madison Square Garden, since James Harden in 2019. When you're cooking like that, when you're feeling it like that, at what point do you know, oh, yeah, I'm about to have a career night? Um, I mean, I think, you know, um, I don't want to do the cliche answer of, like, when I woke up, but, <laughs> but now I was, I was feeling good. And I think, you know, going into the game, um, just just continuing to, to work. We, we've had, you know, tough stretches of games and, and just want to do everything that we can to win, you know. Like, I think that was my mindset going into the game. And, and I was prepared to do whatever, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, it feels good when it goes in. So um, I was definitely happy. And my teammates was definitely um, encouraging me. And they were there for me, too. Um, so it felt good. It was a whole lot of fun to watch. I'm sure your teammates were encouraging you, but... After the game, Fred Van Vliet, who has a franchise record 54 points, he said about you, quote, he knows he's got some work to do if he's going to break my record. I mean, did he let you know? Did he let you have it a little bit? <laughs> yeah, no, we talked about it. It was, it, was, it was so funny. We talked about it because I didn't even realize it until after the game. And, it was, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't get his record. Um, but now it's all fun and games. And, and I, even, I even talked to DeMar. Demar called me and, and he was like, you should have went for 60, you know? Like, and, um, so yeah, it's, it's all fun, man. And did you, uh, you know, send him, did he send you some flowers or something to be like, thanks for letting me still stand on, on, on the Mount Rushmore here? Uh, nah, 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 I mean, but hey, those guys, I mean, Kyle, Demar, like all those guys, man, like they always, you know, stay on us and they were our vets and, and just to see the support that they give us is always amazing. And, and, you know, obviously between us teammates, like we always got that love. I want to bring in someone who knows a little something about scoring in a Raptors jersey, our friend Vince Carter. VC, what do you got for Pascal? Pascal, so VC here, man. I want to know what's been the key or the secret to your success this season? I know some injuries last year or whatever, but like you've come this year hitting the ground running, playing outstanding basketball. Can you share the secret? Um, I mean, I don't think there's any secret. I think it's, it's all in the work. Um, you know, like I, I, I put a lot of hours into it and, and I just feel like, you know, from last year, um, the, the end of the season, you know, we started, I started getting some momentum and it felt good. And, and, um, coming to the season, like, I, you know, in the beginning of the season, I, you know, I set goals for myself and, and, and I said that, you know, I want to be the best player that I can be. Well, you are balling and keep it up. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Vince. 
thank you. Chanae is going to close us out. I know she's got a hard-hitting question for you. Hey, Pascal, it's your friend Chanae. First of all, way to ball out. Happy holidays. Uh, last time you were here on NBA Today, I found out something so interesting, not only about you as a player and your game, but just you as a person. You admitted when we were talking about your nickname, Spicy P, that you don't eat spicy food. So in this year or so that we have not seen you on television on NBA Today, have you acquired a taste for spicy food? Oh my goodness. Come on. Um, <laughs> this question keeps coming back, but um I don't know. I feel like I said like I said, I'm the spice, I'm the one adding adding the spice to everything that's happening. You know, I don't need you know, I don't need I don't need all that. And and yeah, so I'm, I'm just with that, I'm the one adding the spice to anything that's happening. Well, you were certainly adding the spice in Madison Square Garden last night. Pascal Siakam, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. We will be right back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's time for today's DraftKings Sportsbook predictions. All right, Chanae, Zion Williamson, he's out in health and safety protocols. So, CJ McCollum will score 25 or more against the Spurs tonight. Coffee beans, so yes, he will. All right, yes, he will. The Pelicans, they've lost four straight. Are they going to break the streak tonight against the Spurs? Coffee bean, they will. <laughs> the other game on tonight's slate is the Jazz and Wizards. Who will score more tonight, Lowry Markkinen or Bradley Beal? Okay, Jazz hands. Let's go, Lowry. All right, and if you're confused by coffee bean, you're going to have to go back and rewatch some shows. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and this season, new customers can bet $5 to win $150 in free bets if your team's money line wins. Use the code NBA today when you sign up. And before we go, you may have to hear this. I, I think they do. You need to hear some mic'd up sound between Robin Lopez as he went up against his brother, Brooke, last night. You should have shot a hook shot. That's a flop. That's a flop. He's an actor. I know. He was in West Side Story. He was Officer Crafty. Malicious. Oh, man. I mean, the trolling was next. Okay, level. you've got to love some Stanford siblings. I fully relate. The first time I played my big sister, Neca, we were at the jump ball, and of course they made us jump against each other. Mm. And we tipped it, and then she, we were running back, and I was like the little sister, like, I can't believe this is happening. We're playing against <laughs> each other. Let me go sideways. Neca did not see me. She proceeded to go to the elbow, hit a quick jab, turn around, fade away on me, and I was like, I better step my game up. So, yeah, yeah see, that's very normal. Kendra and I get on, on television together, but we just steal each other's clothes and watch it. Yeah, and hey, Dory. I got one more uh, prediction for you. Okay. Because producer Condis is such a jazz fan. Okay. Larry Markkinen, 23 or more tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm team Larry. He's, uh, you're he's, just team yeah. jazz hands tonight. Jazz you're hands. jazz hands, you're coffee bean, and you're doing the whole thing. All right, that's going to do it for us. Tomorrow, we have a very special Christmas Day edition of NBA Today. We'll see you then. NFL Live. Oh.